I'm guessing that this morning's passage is a very familiar one to most of us. Uh, If it isn't this passage from Mark 10, perhaps the account of the same event that's in Luke 18 or Matthew 19 uh, would appear in the service at most infant dedications or blessings or christenings or any time a young child is first brought to the front of the church. It's a story of Jesus' love and the welcome of little children. But this morning, I want to look at it slightly out of that context that we are so used to hearing it in. Out of that context and think what it means to us. What it means to us in a wider sense. We live in a time where children are welcomed differently than they were 2,000 years ago. That there has been a breaking down of many barriers that used to exist. But yet, as we switch on the news, we see that barriers that we thought were broken down are, in fact, still there. We live in a time where we expect people of different race and faith and those without faith to be neighbours and use the same shops and transport and schools without discrimination. A time where job opportunities are open equally to male and female and they would get the same pay. We live expecting to have a fair track of the whip and become disgusted when that is not the case. When we hear of alleged stories of an American president using foul language to relate to foreign countries, or the continuing stories of the casting couch of Hollywood. Maybe... 50 years ago, maybe even 20 years ago, we might have said that's the way of the world. That's how things are. You might expect things to be fair, but they aren't. So get on with it. But now, we've awakened more. And we say things must stop. But the call for things to stop, the call for things to change, is nothing new. And it's something that we're taught by Jesus 2,000 years ago. We see it in this passage, and we see it in much of his teaching. Things need to be different. We often put this reading and just think of the little children being welcomed to Jesus, that God loves them, and he does. God loves all people. But we often put that narrow box around it and don't consider fully what Jesus is saying. 
the issue at hand is demonstrated. Well, it was demonstrated earlier by the young people, wasn't it? But it's demonstrated by the disciples, very physically and verbally. The friends of Jesus prevent access to him. Rather like a bodyguard or a bouncer on a nightclub door. Jeans and trainers, you're not coming in. You're different from us. You're not welcome. Children, hmm? the disciples look down upon the families. The disciples are sneering with a sense of disgust. Clear off. What's your business here? And it's a classic episode of the disciples getting understandings wrong. A classic case of them not realizing who Jesus is and what he has come to do. To break down the barriers, to free the chains, to welcome people into the kingdom. They might equally have done this to any other minority group. They have a wrong sense of purpose. If they thought Jesus was simply too busy or too tired, the disciples themselves could have prayed a blessing upon those children. But no. Clear off is the message that they give. The issue is not their protection of Jesus, but their prejudice against people who are different from themselves. There are times that we still, intentionally or not, create a barrier to those who wish to come into the kingdom. Those who wish to see Jesus, who need to receive his touch. I don't necessarily mean newcomers. Perhaps people within our own fellowship. Perhaps we might overuse sarcasm such that they begin to be belittled. We might always give the critical word rather than the word of praise. We treat a new idea with suspicion and expect everything that is done to be perfect rather than being aware that we all have faults. We are all weak. None of us are perfect. The only perfection comes to us through what Christ did on the cross. That makes us cleansed and whole and perfect in the sight of God. Allowing us to come to the Holy One not simply as any children could come. But through Jesus, we become God's children, adopted into his one big family. In the passage, Jesus is rightly frustrated. And it says that he is indignant with the disciples 
there is a sense of anger there about just what do his followers think they are doing. He welcomes the ones his friends had pushed away. And there are times that perhaps we in the church have pushed away people. And we need to be challenged to think, how do we say, you are welcome to come close. You are welcome to hear the word. You are welcome, whoever you are, whatever your background, whatever you've done. You can come near. I want to cast your mind back to the September edition of Good News, where Dan uh, wrote about the kingdom as we started thinking about thy kingdom come. And along with that article in Good News, there was a picture of the inside of the passport. And uh, it had not Dan's photo and what his date of birth was, but it was the other page that's at the front there, the bit just inside the cover, the bit that says that we are citizens of the United Kingdom, if we are a British citizen, and we are to pass freely without let or hindrance. If you watch uh, the Grand Tour, I don't know if any of you have Amazon Prime, it's not to be used to um, get away from a policeman in another country. That's not what it means, but it's an acceptance that you are part of the kingdom, that we can travel freely. The kingdom is yours. And you should not be getting obstructed by disciples who should know better. Nor should you be obstructing others who wish to come close. Jesus says, do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Jesus is not only talking of little children, but the such as these points to a wider section of society, a wide range of normally marginalized people who want to come close to the Son of God, be blessed by him, and become his people living his way. In the Bible, there are many examples of such people. We've just sung about some of those examples. If you want to kiss the leper clean, you know? The blind see. Out in Lighthouse today, they are considering the Samaritan woman at the well. A woman that's pushed out. She goes to the well at noon because that's the only time she can really go there without fear of interference, without fear of people saying things and doing things. She goes privately. But we could also think of Zacchaeus, the tax collector, or the woman who washes Jesus' feet with her tears. We can think of the woman who bled for 12 years and reaches out to touch the back of the cloak, 
knowing that the kingdom is at hand and she will receive healing just at that touch. To such people, to people such as these, to these little children, the kingdom belongs. Within the kingdom of God is hope. And within the kingdom of God is healing. Within the kingdom, there is justice for those that would have been receiving injustice and great joy for everyone. We are to receive and welcome this kingdom as a child would welcome it, as a child might receive a gift. Not with a great expectation, but just with a smiling face of joy. It is not a gift that we can earn. You don't earn gifts. It's not like something in the honor system where people recognize the fact that you might have spent 40 years working for a charity and so pass your name to the king and then you receive a medal. Your name goes to the queen and you receive a knighthood. The politicians take notice and say, oh, that's worth an MBE, but it's not worth this. It's not that. You cannot earn the kingdom. You can't do work to receive it. And like a little child, we can receive it. They cannot seek work. They cannot earn their living. They cannot pop to the shops to get the food. They simply rely on what can be given. The adult feeds them, gives shelter, and clothes them. The child trusts that what is needed will come. And that is how we are to receive the kingdom. With trust and expectation that God will provide for us, that God will clear the way, that he will see that what we need is there. There is, however, a danger that on us seeing the kingdom come into our life, we get complacent. And we don't think of how it needs to touch others. And we fail to recognize what difference it can make in their lives. Just as the kingdom is incredibly powerful, the kingdom of God can do great things, it is also fragile. It is strong yet fragile at the same time. 
And if we approach the kingdom with the attitude of the disciples in the passage, then it will not be received by others. If we say that we are happy with where we are, and that what would allow others to say, well, well, that's too difficult, isn't it? if we push people away, if we don't do what we can to spread the word, if we don't engage in those who are outside the doors, then the kingdom doesn't flourish. It will not touch and bless the lives of those it needs to. The parents bring the children close to Jesus because they have heard, they have seen him moving in their community. They know what the kingdom is doing and what God's love has been able to break through into people's lives. That's not because people kept it to themselves, but because when they saw something of the kingdom, they took that story and they shared it. And so with us. The story is not just for us, but for others. Indeed, if we don't share the story of the kingdom, it could be argued that we've not understood God's purpose for us at all or what God intended us to do with that blessing of hope and life that he pours upon us. As a church, as the gathering of Jesus' believers, those who want to come close to the Lord, praising and serving, we, the church, must be sensitive to those that are in marginalized communities those that there is a degree of oppression even in what we normally consider a 21st century society. I have gone through life always ending up on my feet. Whatever stumble I did, is that purely because of who I am? because I want to do God's blessing? Is it because I'm a white, male, middle class, born in this country person? Has my gain been at the cost of others? We need to be aware of who we are and what we've got what we've received in our lives about God's blessing upon us, how the kingdom touches, how it renews, how it refreshes, and seek to share that in a way that is not just for people the same as who we already are, but opens the doors to the little children 
and such like those who are not normally welcomed. May we be God's people, the people of the kingdom. May we receive it, but may we also pass it on. Amen.